Welcome to the Life's a Pitch podcast, the show where we pitch the best movies that will never get made. I'm Tom McGrath. And I'm Matt Turner. This is the podcast where we ask you, the listener, to give us a title of a movie that doesn't exist. Yet. We then collaborate to create a pitch for that movie, complete with casting, story beats, and sometimes even marketing. Without further ado, this week's main feature is... 2023 upcoming movies. They're coming. They're coming. Oh boy. We asked you for titles and hardly anyone delivered. Down the tunnel. Yes. Here they come. <laughs> 2023's top movies. Thank you to the five of you yeah. that gave us titles this I, week. I realised my mistake as soon as I posted it. Yeah. Uh, the mistake was that normally... When mm. we t- do a title post and we ask you for, t- uh, for titles, what we ask you to do is think of four random words yeah. uh, in your head. Tops. Tops. Yeah. And two of them are probably of the. Yeah. yeah. Right? <laughs> Easy. Yeah. What we asked you to do this week, unfortunately, was probably Google Movies 2023. A bit of research. Yeah, which, yeah, yeah. which we shouldn't have done, no. and we're sorry. Yeah, we're sorry about that. We're sorry for asking We'll you continue to do it next year, though. Probably do it anyway. Yeah. yeah. Um, we don't learn from our mistakes again. No, no. <laughs> we got enough to scrape by this week. <laughs> Therefore, we will not log it as a failure. <laughs> Um, so yes thank you to everyone who's given us titles this week Um, extra thank you to those people extra thank you so they went to facebook.com forward slash life's a pitch podcast and twitter at life's a pitch show as well Mm -hmm. Uh, you can also go to patreon.com forward slash life's a pitch podcast more about that later more about that story later shall we get started it's just us this week yeah just us yeah kind of stripped down acoustic yeah uh, an acoustic session Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> it's like Radio One's live lounge in here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm going to be doing a, um, a yodeling cover of Wrecking Ball by Miley Cyrus. Okay. Yeah. I'll look forward to that. <laughs> Never. <laughs> I don't know. I kind of want to see you do it now. So, shall we go on with some titles? I think we should. Reading out some titles and pitching those movies. So, from James Cannon, we've got Asteroid City. Oh, I'm excited for this one. Yeah. Uh, And I vaguely know what it... There isn't a trailer yet. There isn't a trailer. I I believe Wes Anderson's going to be directing that one. Yeah, yeah. And um, I believe... I know. But what if it was Michael Bay? What if it was Michael Bay directing He's done Asteroids before. He's already done Asteroids. He's he's got a good relationship with Asteroids. Yeah, he's good. He's got a good deal going with the asteroids. <laughs> he's, got, he's got, like, you know, where's Anderson? Yeah, he's got a good relationship with Willem Dafoe. Yeah, yeah. And Owen Wilson and Adrian Brody and, yeah. and, and Bill Murray. And he's got he's got a good relationship with quite a lot of people in Hollywood. Yeah. Um, Michael Bay. Good relationship with asteroid. Yeah, because not good with people. <laughs> he's got a good relationship Allegedly, with yeah. a mobile rock yeah, that's going to destroy humanity. Floating through the chaos of space <laughs> on its way here. <laughs> asteroid City. Uh, that's all I can think of. Is like, yeah. is like, if Actually, we don't get out of here soon, this is going to be Asteroid City. I don't think this is a Michael Bay movie. No. I think this is a James Cameron thing yeah for sure. right yeah. like sci-fi big mm-hmm. expansive sci-fi yeah, stuff with very little uh, human element to yeah. it yeah you, you know like your, your aliens your your avatars yeah uh, your titanics mm. 
that kind of thing. Whereas Michael Bay's perspective is very anti-human. <laughs> you know, no, it's... No, no. Michael Bay's ass... Like, Michael Bay's thing is, like, humans conquer everything. Yeah, yeah. James what... Cameron is like, humans should be conquered by nature. <laughs> what I'm saying is, it's not his perspective is anti-human, but, but rather that the humans that Michael Bay displays on screen are bad. Mm. Like they are, they are, they are repulsive. Um, whereas uh, James Cameron at least tries to depict humans as as fallible, <laughs> rather than absolute, uh, absolutely flawlessly demonic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, there's no. There's a few meatheads in Avatar, but they're not the main characters, really. And being a meathead is being fallible in, yeah. in, in Avatar. Being even a baddie, even um, Rami Malek. No, not Rami Malek. What's his name? Zane. Zane. Alex Zane. No. Alex Zane. Zane. <laughs> Who is the baddie in, 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 in Titanic? Oh, um... Billy Zane. Billy's fucking Zane. <laughs> Alex Zane. Alex from, Zane. From Pop World. From Pop World yeah. on Channel 4. <laughs> Billy Zane. <Right. laughs> Just Alex Zane turning up on the Titanic. So I'm going to let you decide whether or not you cut me having your stroke out. Um, <laughs> and forget Just try to put a Pop World guy on <laughs> In Titanic, but yeah. um, even Billy Zane is driven by fear and pride. Yeah. Right. Whereas, whereas you know, uh, with in in Transformers, Megatron, he's not human. Yeah, yeah. Right. The humans are like demonic. Yeah. They are demonic creatures of avarice and 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 spite. Yeah. And yet, they are portrayed as flawless. So it's like in a way, it's... I, I can't remember any Terminators. I can't remember any Transformers movies. But so, like, let's get away with the director yeah. for now. Like, it's fine. We've got we've got James Cameron <laughs> or Michael Bay in mind. I think James this. Cameron's a good shout. Yeah, is what I'm saying. I'm thinking we set this on an asteroid. Yep, asteroid C. Yep. Um, Asteroid City. Yeah. So how are we going to make this not Valerian? I think I think the, there's there's an asteroid with a city on it. Yep. That is mining the asteroid or whatever. It's sure, like, it's like sure. future times. Yep. So it's like Elon Musk has just sort of started Ooh, to mine a. Uh... Let's get retro futuristic. Yeah. Yeah. Let's have uh, everyone in like big bubble helmets. Big bubble helmets. And there's loads of la- laser guns. Ray guns that have those concentric circles on oh, the ends. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, and all the rockets are like giant bananas. And of course, the asteroid city is in a big bubble. Yes, big bubble. On the side of this asteroid. And it's heading towards a planet. And in fact, it's not just a bubble, it's multiple bubbles. Yes. You know, it's a city, but it goes all the way through the asteroid. Yeah. And it's like the opposite ends, you know, of this of this asteroid. Like the Jetsons. Like the Jetsons, yeah. But not on an asteroid. But, but on an asteroid, imagine. Yeah. yeah. I think this asteroid's hurtling towards a planet. It's the opposite of like Armageddon. Yes. And Deep Impact. <laughs> yeah. And 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 the powers that be won't let anyone know because mm. they plan to flee just before it impacts uh, uh, with all the stuff they've mined out of the asteroid. Yeah, and I, I think um, it was either that or they've got to blow up the planet. <laughs> the whole inhabited planet. Yeah, yeah. That'd be a Michael Bay thing. Yeah, no, no. It's... <laughs> 
I, I think uh, the, the the asteroid's hurtling towards this planet with aliens on it. Yeah. And we've got to go... It's kind of a bit like Avatar, really. Yeah. The humans go down <laughs> and plant a load of explosives. <laughs> They're just invading aliens. Yeah. It's an alien invasion uh, flick from the opposite side. Yeah. But basically, it's, it's, a, it's, it's like... Um, what is it? Uh, Independence Day resurgence. Oh, you know what we get to do? We get to do, make make uh, snarky criticism of our world right yeah. now. Yeah. Because the retro-futuristic future of humanity, yeah. we can make certain criticisms of the way humans are impl- implicitly, mm. but also we get to cut down to the alien homeworld, where they are currently in their 21st century. Okay. They're oh, doing... They're I like doing, this. They're doing, uh, like... They're doing, like... Uh, oh, you're on your phone too much. Why don't you yeah. look up from your phone and they look up and there's, <laughs> there's an, an asteroid, asteroid going, going down. down. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, like nobody can look at and we get to make little criticisms of, of like the way we live now. Yeah. Um, as if as if this was... You, <laughs> you know, what? I can't get out of my mind the fact that this film is actually going to be directed by uh, Wes Anderson. <laughs> so like in my mind, the the plot is still there of, of these people living on this asteroid, on this retrofuturistic yeah. asteroid. Wanting to blow up this planet, yeah, but it's done in a, the most Wes Anderson way it's ever. So wholesome and beautiful, like, and, yeah. and saturated. Like Bill Murray's the mayor, yeah, and he's like, "We've got to blow it up. <laughs> We've got to blow this planet up. We've got to blow the planet up." And everyone's just sort of a bit angsty, yeah, <laughs> stuff. And it's all shot in oh, like perfect oh, symmetry. I mean, oh man. That's a real bummer. I'm the explosives guy. I'm the explosives guy, but I don't want to... This is the first time I've ever not wanted to use my explosives before. <laughs> i got to blow up this alien planet, man. <laughs> I can't believe it. It doesn't really uh, seem fair. And I think they come to the conclusion that their civilization, this was doomed from the start, this mm. thing. I mean, we should let this... We should let this civilization live. Like, why not just blow up our asteroid let the civilization on this planet live and then blows up mm-hmm. and, and then it cuts to the james cameron like oh it blew up but it's 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 like it's just regular modern day times that's the twist it's actually an m night Shyamalan movie and there's a twist at the end <laughs> and it was earth all it along. was us all along. We've been looking through an unreliable narrator at these aliens. Yeah. And actually, that was us right now. Yes. And that these aliens were, were in that asteroid. It's it, it's yeah. fl- flipped over. It's flipped over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's M. Night Shyamalan. Maybe there's it ter- a bit of time out, dilation stuff. It turns in there. out that M. Night Shyamalan was actually the uh, the director all along, which is the biggest twist of all. Yeah. Is you put Wes Anderson's name on it. And then you have M. Night Shyamalan doing an impression. If you rearrange the letters, you won't spell Wes Anderson. (laughs) You get some of the way there, maybe. There's no W in M. Night Shyamalan. (laughs) It's the worst start you can have. Actually, that isn't it. If you flip the M upside down. (laughs) More on that later. Yeah. So that was Asteroid City. <laughs> Thank you, James Thank you. Cannon, for that one. I almost said James Cameron. So from Francisco Pinto, we've got another remake of The Crow. <laughs> like, 
I know I know Francisco means the crow. The crow, yeah. But I really like the idea that it's just another remake of the crow as the full title. The full title, another remake of the crow, like another yeah. brick in the wall. Yeah. <laughs> it's a uh, it's a Pink Floyd B side. <laughs> another remake of the crow. All in all, you're just another remake of the crow. <laughs> So I've never seen The Crow. Neither have I. Um, Looks goth. Yeah. It had like, what was it, Bruce Lee's son in it or something? Uh, Brandon Lee. Brandon Lee, yeah. Mm. Let's forget about that. Right, let's go a bit meta with this one. Yep. And say... I'm, I'm, I'm saying yes, it is another remake of The Crow. It is the full, is the yeah, full yeah. Uh, uh, title. Yeah, yeah. Let's, let's go with some people who have never seen The Crow are tasked with writing a remake of The Crow. <laughs> So you're describing us. Yeah, yeah. And they're like, so basically just pitching the crow. <laughs> no, no, no. And, and we're in the movie right now. <laughs> I think, I think it's like that. I, I think you also want to make this metaphorical. I, yeah. I, I, you know what? <laughs> I think yes. Yeah. Absolutely, that's what it is. Mm. But another re- remaking the crow is also like. Um, uh, in this movie, mm. it starts with a biology lesson. Yeah. And it's like dissecting a frog, but they're dissecting a crow. Mm. And um, like a dead crow. The, the child in this biology lesson realises that they can't put it back together again the right way. Right. You know, they can't They can't make this <laughs> crow like this. go back together in the right order, right? They've, yeah, yeah. They've disassembled it, but you, once you've dissected it, you cannot... <laughs> biology lesson! <laughs> They're not dissecting frogs. Yeah. Here, have your crows. <laughs> Everyone come up to the front of the, of the class and grab a crow. <laughs> grab a crow from the Hessian sack of crows. <laughs> oh, one of them's live! Get it! Get it! Ah! As it's flying towards the window, <laughs> grab it. The teacher gets a gun out. Bang! <laughs> now the groundskeeper found these in the field. <laughs> he stood still for fourteen hours, <laughs> waiting for them to sit on him. They didn't come. They looked like they were scared. <laughs> he stood still for fourteen hours. With a with 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 cord on his shoulders, yeah, with arms apart, <laughs> waiting for the crows to gather. The groundskeeper is now in hospital. <laughs> yeah, but he got this Hessian sack of crows. Hessian sack of crows, definitely. Um, so, so yeah, I, I think they're really upset about this crow I, I, dying. Right? I wasn't. I wasn't like. I wasn't meaning that for this to be like a big part of the movie yeah. but more like a an insight into the character when when they start watching different versions of a movie called The Crow okay and they start like pu- applying an academic mindset to it yeah. dissecting why it's popular oh right i thought you meant like in a science class pulling apart a crow well, and th- then going i'm going to bring it back to life 
they as a child yeah. they were like that okay right it's supposed to reflect on their attempts to do this right in a, to, so maybe a that's that's part one yeah. of this film <laughs> this child trying to bring this just, crow back to life in I, a Frankenstein-esque like, way it's the title scene right? yeah, yeah it's like it's that's we cut forward Remaking after that one scene to the, to like these these like post film school layabouts mm. Seth Rogen uh, and like uh, I don't know Timothy Chalamet Timothy yeah. <laughs> Chalamet Timothy Chalamet yeah. <laughs> simulated Timothy he's too busy he's he's just Timothy Chalamet but like got the uncanny valley about him <laughs> yeah, exactly. and there's a yeah. giant green diamond above his head <laughs> Telling us what his room stat is. Yes, Timothy uh, <laughs> Chalamet. Yeah. Um, anyway, they have been given this this task of like remaking the crow because mm. one of them's uh, parent is the rights holder. Yeah. Right, because they're in their their LA families, been to film school, mm. just getting stoned, don't really care, but they've been given this job and now they've got to do it. Yeah. Right. Um. And they start diving deep. You know, they are like bohemian, like they're hedonistic in many ways. Mm. And they're diving really, getting really cerebral about what was popular about this cult classic. You know, that process of trying to dissect why a movie that's well-loved is well-loved. You can try and you can make a thousand different models, but you could never make it again. Why is Star Wars good? You can make write a, yeah, yeah. a thousand different um, academic articles about it, yeah. and you still wouldn't have the toolkit to make a, a movie that was as good as Star Wars. Yeah, right. Um, it's dissecting it. Mean you can't put it back together. Yeah, that's the that's the crow. Okay, right. So they like I think that's the crux of the film, right? Yeah, they just end up like Each I can't do them- it. Each one of them goes off on an, on an, a kind of an anthology style. Yeah. Like this was my day. This was my my month because they've got a month to create this pitch together. Yeah. Um, one of them like gets deep into a psychedelic trip. Yeah. And uh, the other gets uh, big into BDSM goth, <laughs> uh, like um, uh, hedonistic <laughs> culture. The other one goes outside, shoots a crow, <laughs> and tries to bring it back to life. Yeah. By breaking into Tim Burton's house. Yes. Um, like, they all have their own thing yeah. that they go out and do and try and do something with it. No, I, I like the idea of just, like, <laughs> what what's his name? Seth Rogen just, like, bagging up a crow and just slamming it on his kitchen table, just like, oh, I bring you back to life. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> but 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 that, that, that segment of the movie yeah. leads him in the direction of the occult which leads him in the direction of Tim Burton's house yes of course so he ends up breaking into Tim Burton's <laughs> that's house that's where the occult lives because he's because Tim Burton has co- collected a bunch of weird spooky shit and Necronomica and stuff surely surely you mean Guillermo del Toro no 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 have no. you seen Guillermo del Toro's house I think it would be more fun to break into Tim Burton's house it would be more fun to break into Tim Burton's house because <laughs> I don't want someone to break into Guillermo del Toro's house no 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 I bet it's full of traps yeah. but like <laughs> 
Bring in Guillermo del Toro's house is like a modern day opening of the Raiders of the Lost Ark, isn't it? Yeah, I think I think it's full of like you know intricate clockwork traps. Yeah. Whereas I think the only trap in Tim Burton's house is one that is sprung specifically for Timothy Chalamet. <laughs> I was gonna say it was it was one that Johnny Depp fell into. Yeah, exactly. Right? <laughs> Many years ago. Yeah, yeah. And now it's been resprung. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, now it's been now it's sorry rebated. Yes. <laughs> for Timothy Chalamet and long. I don't like. I don't 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 care for the guy that much. But I hope he stays out of the Tim Burton trap for as long as possible. <laughs> I'm sure he will. I'm sure he will. I certainly hope so. He's too close right now. I'm like I'm I'm sweating, Tom, <laughs> because. He is doing a franchise that Tim Burton last touched. Yeah, yeah, actually, yeah, that was that's close. In one, that's, it's too close. It's coming close, Wonka, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, too close for me Ooh. for comfort. So I'm, I'm sweating. Yeah, I'm sweating for the guy. I was gonna say he's already, he's already played Woody Allen in a Woody Allen movie. Yeah. So I, I bet, I bet that Tim Burton has been uh, is going to ask. At least he's got, he's already asked Charmaine's agent if he can be in the next season of um, constantly constantly of, of phoning. Wednesday. Oh, when oh I forgot Tim Burton did that. Yeah, we well, produced it or whatever. Yeah, what he does. He... I don't know. I think I think Timothy Chalamet is above Netflix TV. For, definitely he is, yeah, but yeah. it doesn't mean he's not asking. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> that's a good point. I think I think that happens. He gets. He, he falls into the trap of the Tim Burton Timothy trap. Chalamet. Yeah, yeah. Falls into Tim Burton's trap. We're both called Tim. <laughs> we got something in common. And so it's it's him getting out, like, and it turns out that the way he gets out is by Seth Rogen coming along with his like goth PVC leather army of 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 of, of kinksters uh, <laughs> to to break Timothy Chalamet out of Tim Burton's house. <laughs> That's what the film turns into. Just a raid on Tim Burton's house to break Timothy Chalamet out. And 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 he's got him in his in his green screen studio. It's like, okay, Timothy, now you're a man with sounding like David Lynch. Now you're a man with knives for hands. He just dressed him up as He's just dressed him up as Edward Scissorhands. <laughs> okay, n- now, Timothy, you're a weird pirate. <laughs> that wasn't you. I don't care. I wish it was. <laughs> so, so... Uh, okay, start singing the skeleton song. <laughs> that wasn't you either. <laughs> People think it was. Put this blonde wig on. We're going to Wonderland. <laughs> So, so D- uh, Tim Burton in this, played by David Lynch. <laughs> Put this blonde wig on. <laughs> We're going to Wonderland. I love how David Lynch eats words. <laughs> you want to talk to these eggs, <laughs> Alice? Calling you Alice now, Timothy. <laughs> You're my Alice in Wonderland. <laughs> You're my little Alice. <laughs> it was like, we've got to break him out. <laughs> yeah, so they break him out and the trauma and the bonding <laughs> and all that stuff ends up being, we cut forward to um, the meeting with uh, industry uncle Yeah. in his boardroom with all his board members mm. And and Tim Burton is shaking his fist. Tim Burton. Tim Burton comes in on a on a paraglider. 
<laughs> to try and stop them. But yeah. point being, they've made this movie. They've made this pitch. They've made this script. And Industry Uncle, played by Roger Allen, yeah, yeah. is like... This isn't anything. This isn't anything like uh, like the, the original Crow. And then everyone else, all the all the uh, industry legends, Steven Spielberg's at this table. Yeah, like, yeah. David uh, Lynch is also at the yeah, table. Yeah, exactly. Uh, the only person, Tim Burton. the only person who isn't there is Tim Burton. Yeah, David Lynch, because <laughs> because uh, he's. Tied up in in his own Alice in Wonderland uh, uh, thing, they left him sort of. Well, he's made a little toy. He's made a little. He's got like a little Victorian doll. Yeah. With the face of two of his Charlemagne, <laughs> that he's just sort of propped up on his green screen studio, just like, okay, Timmy, <laughs> I'm gonna take a photo and then I'm gonna move you, and I'm gonna take a photo and I'm gonna move you. Okay, it's gonna be amazing. <laughs> Alice in Wonderland was the was the most was the highest grossing movie I've ever made. <laughs> That's really depressing. And it did really well, apparently, Alice in Wonderland. For some reason. Roger Allen mm. is about to be very angry. Yeah. Before Steven Spielberg says I really liked it. I thought it was a it was a inspired. Yeah. Like and everyone's like, yeah, yeah, I really, I think it's 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 a goer, you know, the yeah. script is a goer, <laughs> uh, <laughs> and and so this this room full of cre- legendary creatives are like, yeah. it's going on, we're we're making remaking the crow, it has nothing to do with. I I think that's a good idea, uh, says George Lucas. Yeah, uh, and then everyone's like, oh, that's a negative point in the negative column. Yeah. There for... <laughs> <laughs> when I was doing Star Wars, uh... shot. Up. Uh, this is Tim Burton pretending to be David Lynch. Shut up, <laughs> George. It's so painful. <laughs> Every time you bring up the Wookiee, <laughs> I get a headache. I really liked the idea. <laughs> this is like the five directors we know of. <laughs> the five directors we re- we respect. Yeah, Craig Gerwig's there. Yeah, we respect her. I don't know if I like her movies, but we respect her. Denis Villeneuve is sort of in and out the door constantly. Well, well, he's always late. Yeah, he's always late. Because he takes 20 minutes getting anywhere. (laughs) Getting out of bed. Yeah, yeah. Because Hans Zimmer is always at his door. (laughs) (laughs) I guess I have to get up. (laughs) That's that's my alarm call. Um, yeah, um, uh, I think I think that's it. Sam Raimi actually turns out to be the dealer for okay um, for for the psychedelic one. Yes, right. Okay, good cameo for yeah. that. So yeah, um, another remake of the Crow. <laughs> there you are. There you have it. <laughs> I think that was better than you'd expect. <laughs> Two people who've never seen or heard of the events of the Crow, yeah, would do out of a movie uh, called. Another, Another remake, remake of, of the, the Crow. Crow. Yeah, it's got a Pink Floyd soundtrack. Yeah, all the way through. Yeah, we we play uh, we that one that you can put on Wizard of Oz and it, it <laughs> yeah. syncs up. We play Dark that all the, the way. Moon. Dark Side of the Moon. Yeah, we play Dark Side of the Moon all the way the through, so end. it syncs yeah. up. Yeah, <laughs> like Wizard of Oz. You want to be Dorothy, Timothy? <laughs> you want to be Dorothy now? That wasn't even you. That was years before your time. <laughs> I don't care anymore. I've locked all the doors. <laughs> you ain't going anywhere. 
You're like Johnny. Timothy won't be in my movie, but Edward. <laughs> All right. So from Phil Walters, we've got next goal wins. Oh, that sounds like fun. Yeah. Next goal. Wins. I know a little bit about this movie actually. Do you? Yeah. Who's it's, it by? Uh, Taika Waititi. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, that sounds fun. And it's about the worst football team in the world. <laughs> it's, a, it's a true story of the worst football team in the world who lost like 20 nil or oh, something in one game. Oh man, that's fun. Yeah, so very Taika Waititi. <laughs> underdoggy yeah, kind, I like of, kind that. of story. Um, um, but next goal wins. I think it's about the longest football game in history. This is this is when they had to change the rules yeah. to make it <laughs> yeah. like 90 minutes. You keep playing. Yeah. Uh, in this in this case, you keep playing until and you just keep playing halves mm. until um someone has scored. <laughs> For, we're, we're now on half 25. It was the time it was nil-nil for yeah. four weeks. <laughs> it was like one of those tennis matches. Yeah. You know the ones that go on for days yeah. because they can't seem to break each other's serve. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's like that. And so, in this case, it's it's the it's four weeks of football. So I think this isn't like a Premier League game. This isn't like the biggest game. No, this, this is, is this is Bolton Wanderers sort of era, like um, you know, one of those early professional football teams. Yeah, yeah. It's like in the nineteenth century. Like the mid, uh, no, mid. No, I'm gonna say like televised, right? I'm gonna say like 50s, 60s, okay, that sure. kind of time. I would, I would go earlier than that. I yeah. would say, uh, I'll get, I'll settle 20th century. Yeah. But 1910. 1910. Cool. You know, sort of uh, colonial, uh, just post-Victorian era. Yeah. Like everyone's in their shorts. Yeah. The, uh, well, they still are, but <laughs> <laughs> but like back back at the early days of football, you really recognised that they were wearing shorts. They were wearing their shorts. They were yes, <laughs> yeah. They were wearing their shorts, the ones that they ironed that morning uh, yeah. for the big game. Exactly, or their maid ironed. Yes. Um, uh, and like uh, I don't I don't know. Like mm. they didn't get paid very well back then. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Maybe their wife ironed, let's yeah. say. Um, uh, the, or like they are um, the, the the balls made out of like forty meters of of leather. Yeah, it's just like they just wrap just, around it's it. Just a yeah. big like solid elastic ball. band ball of yeah. leather. <laughs> exactly, it's like just a solid ball. Yeah, like and at maybe the core, we'll, yeah. For some reason, a monkey's heart. <laughs> That's what we had for footballs in them days. <laughs> a monkey's heart covered in leather. A good... I found out in my trip down to the uh, into the Congo <laughs> that a, a monkey's heart is the, bo- is the best b- part of a... The way you make a truly bouncy football. Yes. That doesn't break your toe as <laughs> as much. As much. <laughs> They're still breaking toes. Yeah. They're still... They're still... Vigo it's Mortensen still a medicine from... ball, like... <laughs> <laughs> many broken toes like teams back then were a hundred people yeah. like they've got the 80 substitutes because yeah. they didn't know how long it would go on for and one <laughs> chances are that the opening team will have broken their toes and at some point almost everyone on the team is going to get sent off to the war <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right before the war. The Great War, yeah. Yeah. 
Well, it, it was the football match they played uh, on Christmas Eve that made it's, it 90 minutes. It's not It's not that. That's too, that's no, no, too no, late. No, no, that's the game that made it 90 minutes. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah. So it's before. I see. Yeah, yeah. This is this is the longest game This recorded. is the longest game in, uh, in, in recorded history. Yeah. And they made it so. That's the twist, mm. right? I, I've kind of come around to liking this. Um, <laughs> uh, they made it so. Hmm. Because the war had started, yeah, and one of their one of their team was in hospital, yeah. No, one of their team's uh, uh, fiance was mm. in hospital, and wanted they wanted um, the teammate, yeah, to get married before going getting sent off to war. Yeah, so they dragged out. Like the last, I mean, the the the, the game is already going on for for, for two weeks by yeah, this yeah. point, right? But, yeah. like, this is the, I'm talking third act stuff. Yeah, yeah. And like at some point, both teams will conspire to keep this game going for so long that it can't end and they can't be sent off to war because they want that wedding to happen on the pitch side. Yeah. Um, that's going to be the sort of emotional heart of this story. How we get to two weeks up for grabs. (laughs) (laughs) There's also, like, the war's going on. So there is, like, this, like, a a need for the players to keep on playing so they don't get sent off to war. They all make a pact <laughs> to, to not get to, to not finish the game. It's like it's more important for us to play this game. <laughs> You've got like we do a cut. Oh, this is a Wes Anderson movie yeah. um, because you have these montages of like um, a, a player runs past the ball, uh, yeah. past the screen, close up, mm. wipe to more recruitment officers. Yeah. And military police wipe to more recruitment officers and military police yeah. wipe to more recruitment officers and military pe- police taking bets, <laughs> and it's it's a it's nil nil yeah. for weeks. And Willem Dafoe is the is the um, like the big uh, scary recruit military yeah. police guy who's gonna he, who's looking for a moment to drag these people off to. Yeah, yeah. And at some point, someone. Um, uh, gets a yellow. It gets a red card, mm. and um, that person is immediately sent off to war. Yeah, and um, <laughs> straight off. <laughs> and so it becomes this kind of like, Willem Dafoe gets an idea, right? Mm. If he can bribe the ref to send them all off, the ref played by Adrian Brody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then he can uh, or or uh, manipulate the ref, uh, mm. blackmail him, something like that. Yeah, he can get. This whole, this whole thing ended. They're yeah. all going off to war. At this point, the papers are involved, mm. right? People are like, hang on, is this a protest against mm. the start of the war? Like, conscientious object- objecting? It's, this, this game is taking on a whole different uh, like uh, political meaning. Yeah. And, and listen, who was the Prime Minister at the time? Uh... World War One. World War One, yeah. I have no idea. Uh, let's have We're going for historical accuracy. Yep. In this Wes Anderson pitch, <laughs> yes, we where are. a football game lasts longer than four weeks. 
This is the one historical thing you wanted to get in David this movie. Lloyd, David Lloyd George knew nothing about the man. Yep. That's his name. He's okay. not happy. No. Right? It looks bad. Yeah. Right? He's having conscientious football objectives <laughs> popping up all across the country. They're all wanting to join the team. Yeah. <laughs> Teams. Owen, <laughs> Owen Wilson and Luke Wilson are the two captains. There's a distraction at one point where, like, a burger van, like a burger van, but like a, like a, you know, someone, <laughs> a burger someone, van! Someone with, hot, someone with a, a, a little, a, 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 um, what do they call it? Like a, a cart with hot pies comes Just out. a stew. Just yeah. stew in a, in a barrel, He's right? He's selling hot pies out of a barrel. Yeah. Uh, it's, um, who's, who, who would sell hot pies out of a barrel in, um, in, Wes, Anderson in the Wes Anderson movie? Uh, we've already had Willem Dafoe. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to... Who would it be? Um, well, maybe maybe Bill Murray is a sort of like a, yeah. a man about town in this. He's he's a fixer. Yeah. He's a, a, a untrust, kind of an untrustworthy fixer at the start. Yeah. Um, but like he's he comes out selling hot pies out of a barrel. Meanwhile, six new guys have stolen their way into the onto the bench. Yeah. Like like guys who weren't on the roster at the start, they've changed the roster. Like uh, in in the meantime, it's kind of cartoon yeah yeah you know like they're getting away with it more and more people don't want to go to war you got uh, Edward Norton he looks great in shorts constantly (laughs) like he wears shorts in Moonrise Kingdom he was uh, he he did Soccer Aid one year yep and we were just like he runs like a postman (laughs) I've never seen anyone run like I said he runs like a postman and everyone in the room got what I was on about (laughs) Like that's that's crazy. No, no post postmen don't run the same way, and yet everyone understood what was going on. Edward uh, Norton in football shorts running around the field. <laughs> there is a an American journalist correspondent um, played by a uh, typographic memory guy. Uh, oh, um, Jeffrey Wright. Jeffrey Wright. Yeah. Yeah. Is is, is like a he's he's covering it for the for the Americas. Yes. And and he all the cast is American at this point. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, uh, uh, who? <laughs> yeah. Tilda Swinton's got to be there as well, right? Like so. Yeah. 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 Um, uh, she's the one. Tilda Swinton's in hospital. Mm-hmm. She's um, the one who wants who's going to get married. Yeah. Um, to. Uh, oh, um, Breaking Bad. What's his name? Brian Cranston. Brian Cranston. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're like you know, it, it's <laughs> it's either that or um, to make sure that Tilda gets an act more active part in this. It could be that Brian Cranston is just on the cusp of getting retired <laughs> before he would be like yes, you know, being too old to be to be drafted. I, I think um, <laughs> I think Saoirse Ronan is his daughter who does a Mulan and plays the football for him. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know what this is going to now because it feels like going to war is playing this football game now. Yeah. Um, no, yeah, I think um, uh, I, I think I think like at least one of them. There's the different reasons that people don't want to go to war. Yeah. One is that in two weeks' time I'll be old enough not to get sent on a tour, like to to, to to sent off to war. Yeah. I'll be too old. One of them is I'm going to get married. Uh, Owen Wilson's the one who's going to get married. I, I think. Mm. Um, to Sir Ronan. Yeah. That's a whole thing. Sir Ronan's ill. Yeah. Like, she can't get married now, but in a couple of weeks, she might be better, uh, well enough to, 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 uh, to get married. And it's like, how are we going to get it to the, how are we going to get to the church? No, no, no. 
the, the vicar's coming to us in, on the field. <laughs> yeah. You're going to get married. People get married <laughs> during this vi- football game. Yeah. <laughs> in the middle of the pitch, the referee can do it. The referee can marry people. It's like the captain of a ship. <laughs> and, like, at one point, Will Nafoe storms, um, storms the pitch with yeah. a pistol. Yeah. He's so angry. A starting pistol from, from the track that goes <laughs> yeah. around the, the pitch. I know he's a military officer. He's got a real pistol. Oh, no, I, I, I like the idea that he grabs grabs the nearest pistol. He says, Oi, you! Because that's the, uh, the only English accent I know that he can do. Yeah, yeah. Um, Oi, you! <laughs> Stop this nonsense! <laughs> Doing his voice from, from the, the lighthouse. lighthouse. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's the only English accent I know he can do. <laughs> Don't spill your beans. <laughs> Don't spill your beans. And, uh, and you know the the ball, cause the gunshot gun goes off. The ball yeah. flies off to the off to the side. Mm. Uh, and and of course Timothy Chalamet, the ball boy, yeah. um, <laughs> uh, like catches it and tries to keep it on the pitch. He's also you know, in this movie as well <laughs> to make sure the ball doesn't get lost. Yeah, he also plays the ball boy in this movie. <laughs> yes, he is. He is the ball boy. Yeah, and the shoe shine, <laughs> <laughs> chimney sweep. Yeah. He's a lot of people all, in this movie. He's all the little boys in this yeah, movie. He's, he's all the little boys. <laughs> Timothy Chalamet. Uh, yeah. Uh, so yeah, how does this how does this movie come to a conclusion? I think the war ends. <laughs> Hang on, how long was the first world war? <laughs> Four years. Four weeks. Four years. This, this this football game goes on for Four, four years. years. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> On those, it's winter and of the first year they're still going they're still going how are they sleeping substitutes yeah, you, do you get the whole team off sleeping on doing the bench. shifts yeah bringing, bringing over no one's scored a goal yet yeah it's gone past the first 90 minutes and now it's next goal winner <laughs> and at some point at some point the Germans parachute in <laughs> start playing It's like, and Will Defoe's got the rifle, and he's like shooting at, yeah. the, at the sky, and like all the all the all the military are like shooting at the sky, and then these guys come in, and they're wearing shorts, <laughs> and they're like, Achtung! Wir machen eine Fußball spielen. Nice. <laughs> Nice bit of German there for our German listeners. It's not, it's not a good German at all. <laughs> yeah, I think that's that's a good Wes Anderson movie. Yep. We should give it to him. We yep. should go, here, have this have, have this weird shit story. Endless, endless football game. Yeah, you yeah. know soccer? Yeah. <laughs> Make this movie. The rest of the world does. Yeah. Wes, make this movie. <laughs> How old is Wes Anderson? Uh, 500. 500 years I've old. Mm. So I've heard. So there we have it. Next so, goal wins. Next goal wins. I like that. Yeah, that, yeah. Was, that was a lot of fun. Okay, so those were all our films this week. I hope you enjoyed those silly pictures. Yes. And I hope you look forward to seeing these movies. These movies, see, they, they, these real movies <laughs> that are definitely... This is what happens in them. Yeah. 
It might ruin the films for you. To yeah, be fair. it might. I reckon that our version of The Next Goal Wins is going to be better than, than Taika Waititi's. Yes, definitely. Yeah, definitely. Uh, at least if we can get Wes Anderson involved. Yes, yeah. Most likely, <laughs> most likely he'll say no. But oh, oh, we we can dream. We can dream, which is what we do here at the Dream Factory. If, if anybody does know Wes Anderson, just a little word in the ear goes a long way. So uh, yeah. yeah, you know, just just make sure he knows about about next goal wins. I honestly thought you were going to say just let him know. <laughs> we know. <laughs> we know. <laughs> It's a threat. Yeah. Thank you to everyone who's given us uh, titles this week. Remember to go to facebook.com forward slash Life's a Pitch Podcast. Give us a like there. Give us a follow as well on at Life's a Pitch Show on Twitter uh, to give us titles. We put a post out every Friday for title gets. So uh, this one, you need to do a bit of research. But next week, we'll have one where you just come up with a title for us uh, to pitch what those movies would be. No Off the research top of your head. required. No research required. Easy. Just in-the-moment stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you've enjoyed the show, then please uh, don't hesitate to tell your friends about it. Uh, it's the only way, way we get any publicity. It's the only way this is getting to Wes Anderson's door. So um, <laughs> let's, uh, you know, we can all if we all work together, perhaps uh, he'll find out about it. Mm. And, and honestly, just invite us on to set yeah. of, of, of a movie uh, so we get to participate in the kind of come by our atmosphere of uh, singing around a campfire that I, I, I anticipate that his movies embody oh. um but uh, if you want to help us out, if you want to keep the podcast going, if you want to help fund it, uh, help fund um, the bunch of equipment repair and uh, replacement costs we've got, hosting, all the stuff, or if you would consider buying Tom or I a coffee if you saw us, oh. then um, please go over to patreon.com forward slash Life's a Pitch Podcast, uh, where you can give us a little bit of money. Uh, every month and uh, that helps us keep the podcast going uh, but not only that you get a vote on the genre each week you get bonus content mm-hmm. you get a direct line to us yep. um, to take like for, for feedback reasons you get um, your uh, you get bonus uh, like you can get movie commentaries and stuff on there Um, and of course you get your name read out Mm -hmm. Um, and so all these people's real names are what I'm about to read out that's Brandon Spanky Mills bonus pitch reminder for January and February thanks Ross Alexa subscribe me to the Life's of President podcast forever Jeremy L. Kayyem Stephen D. Thomas Blobba Lobba Labba Zabba Labba Oh joyous day or is it JFK Dost return in the latest episode of orcsardorks.podbean.com Fingers to hand Help, help! I'm trapped in the podcast Somebody Let Me Out or at least donate to the Patreon to download bonus footage of me scream! James Delaney Will somebody shut those bloody landmarks up? A jazz-headed, semi-multinational feline anticipation laughing through your favourite store brand sandwich This is a police appeal for anyone who has information about the gagging of Stonehenge. Please come forward so we can catch this bloody crim. Brent Black. Please disregard claims of podcast-based weather irregularities. There is no risk of any kind of vortex forming. Matt trapped in an endless last samurai watching the vodka revolution until the end of time. Joseph Hegarty. Anybody selling discount union suits, please contact the podcast. The Serial Dragon and Family. Postman Pat is an anagram of Stomata Pup, if you turn an N upside down. 
The benzos are taking control. The benzos are taking control. The benzos are taking control. The rumour that Aaron Burr doesn't have a reflection is Collie Wobbles. Alex sponsored by Lockheed Martin Keane. Matt and Tom's broken toilet roll holder. Hark! The Herald Angels sing of the second Patreon account I created to join the stupid ARG. Anxious door-to-door free leaflet salesman who hasn't managed to knock yet but has been doing the job for years. Zoe! Undead Aaron Burr. Salty Sea Dog Office vacant president Jerry wants to learn more. Tierney? Question mark. Then tune in to, the, to episode one of the Life's a President podcast at tinyurl.com forward slash Life's a President where we explore presidents. Ads. Bex. Chuck. D. Evan, Frida, Gary, Ingrid, John, Kay, Lars, Mel, Neil, Otorhinolaryngologist, Paul, Queenie, Rog, Sally, Thad, Eunice, Vic, Walt, I say J, you say FK, J, FK, J, FK, J, FK, J, FK. You didn't have to join in with that. They, uh, they didn't write FK. They just had, uh, they put ellipses between the J's. Okay. <laughs> That's all of them. That might be the only Patreon name with ellipses in it. <laughs> I don't... Not historically, I don't think. Probably. <laughs> like, a good chance. There's a good chance. I don't think people are like intentionally putting ellipses Probably into not. their Patreon They want more names. content in. Especially yeah. the person who, the one that was like ads, be- that, that list, right? Mm. That's one name for a start. Yeah. Um, that, I had to scroll all the way to the right on my on my Patreon dashboard mm. to, f- to find the rest of the names. That was the longest name I've ever seen on, on Patreon. I don't know if there's a character limit. <laughs> thank you to everyone on there thank you uh, anyone, everyone on that list we end the show as we always do with the S Ray Clever Award which is the award we give out to someone who's given us a title based around an existing title and just have a bit of fun with it quite hard to do this week a little, little difficult yeah so I'm giving it to Terry Silver who's given us a title that uh, doesn't exist <laughs> uh, I think you might the know why I'm giving it to you uh, this week Terry so uh, Avatar 3 Journey to a New World <laughs> I mean Fair. Maybe. Maybe that <laughs> might, might be why it's called that. <laughs> it but... might it might come out this year. Yeah. Perhaps. Unlikely, let's be honest. Yeah. Unlikely it's coming out this year. Yeah, I don't think it is. <laughs> Not for another few years, I don't think. Seven, eight years. Yeah. Well we what how long were we waiting for the last one? Like over ten. <laughs> like 12 years maybe so yeah we can probably expect that not to come out in 2023 yeah yeah so until next week I've been Tom McGrath I've been Matt Turner remember who pitched it (laughs) 